I think people, when people join church, they join a love relationship with church and not a love relationship with That's God. That's exactly, yes. Yes. Because when the church hurts them, they walk away from God and they walk away from church. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rooted in Christ podcast. Yep. My name is Eric Stevens. There we go. That's the kind of energy I want to hear right now. I need that. I need that. You can keep that going. I have a guest with me today. I'm just going to call you Bishop. Wow. I'm going to call you Bishop. Don't you do that. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'll call you by your name. I'll call you by your name. We have pastor from Hope City Church. Richard Williams. Hey. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I can't complain. I can't complain. Look, I don't want you complaining. I, I won't. I won't. <laughs> at least, you know, at least at least you can pray for me if we do, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> you're with me, so you shouldn't be complaining. There we go. I got you. I got you. Before we get started with this episode, I have an issue with you right now. We got uh, we, we to talk about this. because It's because I'm wearing pink? No, it's not. It's oh, okay. not. <laughs> it's not. So for those of you who don't know... Sometimes when we do these podcasts, actually almost every time I've done this, they have been pre-recorded. Yeah. So when people hear this, what I'm getting ready to say will have already taken place. Uh-oh. It's Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That means Thursday night football is tomorrow. <laughs> this is going to be ridiculous. <laughs> this, whole, this whole episode is about to be ridiculous. It's going to be all ridiculous. bad. It's, be- it's about to be ridiculous. <laughs> That means the Browns play the Steelers tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Black and yellow. I wrote the remix to that song. <laughs> I called it Whack and Yellow. <laughs> you know, I tried to get Andy Minio on there, but he didn't return my phone disrespectful. call. Disrespectful. It's not disrespectful. I call it creative genius. That's the way I view it. Uh, That's I the way I view it. I creative that is. Whack and Yellow? It's yes. a play on words. Yes. I think Eminem will listen to it. I, I, I wouldn't. I Yeah, okay. Cool. That's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I didn't say it was good. I just said I wrote the remix. <laughs> At least we have a song. We uh, okay. That's okay. Right. That's all right. Yeah. That's that's nice. I see. I see how this is this is going right now. Um, early. Very early. We haven't even gotten into anything yet. Nothing. <laughs> so who are you taking tomorrow night? Of course, the Steelers, man. Okay. Why? Of course. Why? Because that's my team. Don't you live in Cleveland? I do live in Cleveland. You know how dangerous this is? But that's just the ministry setup for me. Okay. My okay. heart is still in Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. You were born there? Right? I wasn't born there. Funny story. I wasn't born there. I was actually born in Colleen, Texas, had military parents. Okay. Then I moved to Pennsylvania, and that's where that love had grown. So you had military parents. Yes. Who didn't raise you as a Cowboys fan. Nah. See, that's how I know they prayed. My dad was a Cowboys fan, though. See, but see, you know what? See, I, was, I prayed for him. You, and I see deliverance took place. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my uh, gosh. I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. They're, um, Troy Aikman? I didn't hate Troy. He was good, man. He's I didn't good. hate Troy. Give the man his props. I hate the notion that that's America's team. <laughs> don't tell me what I have to like and how I have to feel. I don't appreciate that. Let me think for myself. Wait, rewind. Rewind. You're a Broncos fan. I am. Yikes. No, no. That's, there's no <laughs> yikes there. We got some hardware. We got, we got some Super Bowls. We got a couple. I give it to you. You're, you're, you're we right. We got a couple. You're right. I mean, I liked your team. They had Terrell Davis on it, right? We did. We did. Um, 
It's a little rough and right McCaffrey. now. It's a little rough right now yeah. because our um, our head coach is making some decisions. I'm not really sure I agree with. Poor decisions. Uh, they're terrible decisions. <laughs> the win-loss record speaks to that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Your quarterback throws for 300 yards, and you decide to kick a 64-yard field goal. Scary, right? After paying him $250 million. <laughs> I'll be the quarterback for all that. I will be the quarterback for half of that. I mean, I don't know if you ever see me play football, but I'll be the quarterback. I would be terrible at it and likely would <laughs> die after getting hit once. <laughs> I'm curious how many people are still listening or turn this podcast off right I now. I think they're still listening. <laughs> I hope so. They're still I really, listening. I have hope in this city. <laughs> yes. You see what I did there? Yes. See, I could use it as a transition, but I don't really want to right now. Okay, you're going to hold it. Use it. So welcome if to you're Ro- watching right now, I'm holding up a sign. Welcome to the Rooted in Christ podcast, Hope City edition. There we go. Cheap plug. Welcome Cheap to plug. the city. Man, thank you for doing this today. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I'm hey, having fun already. I'm having fun No already. problem, man. So let's make a bet. Um, okay. Loser, loser buys fried chicken. Ooh. Okay. From so Popeyes. Wherever, it doesn't matter. Winners, <laughs> winners preference. Winners okay. preference. There's a joke in here somewhere. Okay. And I'm, I'm might want to turn off my comment section after this. <laughs> um, I'm not trying to get taken off the internet already. <laughs> I'm taking the Browns. You're taking the Browns. I'm from. What makes you? What makes you do that? They don't even have Deshaun Watson right now. There, we don't have a lot of things right now. Quarterbacks have been making some poor decisions. Yes, so is the head coach. In the first week, thank God for the kicker. Yes, that is that How is true. How long was that? How far away was that? It wasn't 64 yards. I can I can I tell mean, you that much. But the way that kick looked, he probably could kick a 64 yard field goal. Probably, but let's not put him in a situation to find yeah. out, especially not tomorrow night. It's easy for the brownies to do. Yeah, you called us brownies. That's that's nice. The, <laughs> we got the elf back on the middle of the field. You know, we're exactly. good. We're good. I'm I'm taking Cleveland. I'm a rock with my city, man. I'm a rock, oh, I'm man. wearing the Cavs shirt right now too. We're gonna rock you know, with the city. Uh, I what I'm gonna do is uh, I'm gonna pray for you. I'm I appreciate gonna, that. I'm gonna take the time and I'm gonna lift you up. You really need. And to I'm do gonna that. pray over your household because if you are rooting for the Browns, right. You're going to be disappointed. And I want to know, mm-hmm. I want you to know right. that weeping may endure for a night. <laughs> <laughs> I feel him coming. Joy comes in the morning. So go ahead. I, um, I will not argue or debate scripture with you. <laughs> and I will also not decline prayer from you either. Oh, my God. I spend most football seasons curled up in a fetal position so i'm i'm used to it as well you should i'm used to it i'm used to it but y'all haven't been too good either wait but wait hold on hold on okay i'm I holding mean, i know i'm I, holding i know you have some questions to i'm holding get to. some i got like but three pages you got russell wilson the bronco yes they got russell yeah i don't think he's washed up <laughs> i think russ can still cook um cook some I, omelets i mean you know <laughs> eggs are good for you right i um I think that that hiring the coach was a mistake because he's proven that he does not know what he's doing. Honestly, I I'm that person. It's not an overreaction. They should have fired him after week one. Yeah, that's how you feel. That yes, yes, okay. they should have. I really hope his him and his family are are, are financially comfortable and okay. So can I say that's not the, the job he should have? Yes, you can. Do you feel like they should fire this head coach too? No, no. I You don't seem like a like a fire the coach guy, but not, the more I hear you, I'm like, I'm surprised, Eric. I should be interviewing you today. You, you honestly, I need somebody to come on here and interview me <laughs> because we have the Redwood testimony episode coming up. Y'all need to tune in for that. Can we kind of do like a vote like if I should 
you know, do this interview with you or not? Yeah, they can. I can interview you. I will tell them to if you want. Okay, if you want the head pastor please, of Hope City, please to interview me, please for a podcast episode. Wherever, if you are able to comment wherever you're watching this, which would be what YouTube, wherever you wherever you can comment, Instagram, yeah. go ahead and comment. And I will let I will let Mr. Williams interview me, yes. and I will answer whatever questions Drop he it has. In there. Drop it in there right now. This is a good time to go ahead and hit like, follow, share, and subscribe for the Redwood uh, Christian Ministry of the Rooter in Christ podcast. Yeah, and Hope City. <laughs> <laughs> I I would love to do it. So please let us know. Let us know that you're watching. Let us know that you're listening. And please, please, please follow back with that feed up because or that feedback, I should say, yeah. because. If you want me to do this, I promise you. I promise those that are listening. I promise those that are watching. I will come and do this with Eric. I will do this for <laughs> Eric. I'm telling you, it would be good, guys. You guys are going to enjoy it. Sorry for taking all that time. Don't. We haven't even started yet. I, there's This might be three hours. Ooh. So I don't have to. You think they'll sit for three hours? I'm not going to sit here for three hours. Okay. Um, I'll sit here for two and a half, though. I don't got anywhere to be. I'm going to get hungry at some point. That's really all this is. <laughs> this is nothing to do then with time. Bad. This is nothing to do with time. <laughs> I'm going to get hungry at some point. <laughs> I guess we could just pause and come back. Yeah. Um, no, but I'm down for that. I'm down for that. We really are going to do uh, a testimony episode for how we got here with from the start of Redwood to where we got anyway. So I need somebody to do that. Yeah, so. I, I think it's amazing what you're doing. Um, I've listened to a couple of interviews. My sister, Indy. Ow! My father-in-law, Pastor yes. Jose. Yes. Uh, the what was the football player? Vance Johnson. Vance Johnson, former Denver Broncos player. Shout out! That's the reason why I forgot your name. That's the reason why <laughs> Vance Johnson. If you're listening right now, this is the reason why I forgot your name. Only because you play for the Broncos and not the Steelers. But that was a great interview. So I'm just honored to be on. And I think what you're doing is amazing, man. Thank you, man. Love I appreciate it. it. It's I appreciate it. It's honestly, it's all God. This is um. I, I'm grateful that he gave me the platform. I'm grateful that God put this on me to sure. to do this because this was not in my plan to do this. But every week when I when I get a DM or a text message or something that just says, this encouraged me because of X, Y, Z reason, or mm -hmm. this is motivating me in my walk and my journey, that's what I do this for. I want to see, see everybody up on it. Yeah. I enjoy seeing people thrive. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't buy into that whole, oh, this person's more successful. I mean, who cares? What God has for you is for you. What he has for me is for me. And that's where my joy is. That's where my, my blessing is. So yeah. if this is helping somebody in their day and their journey, I'm all about it. So I mean, I honestly feel like we need more people like that in this world. I, I think you. everybody's trying to um, um, climb over someone. Right. They're, they're trying to uh, get past someone instead right. of trying to finish the race together. You know, I, I don't think that people really realize the scripture when they say the race is not given to the swift or to the strong. It's not about how fast you run as, as long as you finish. And I think that's what people need to understand, that if you see that person that's struggling, if you see that person that's falling, don't run past them because I'm trying to get to where I want to get as fast as I can, but you help them up. And I feel like that's what this podcast is doing. It's not let me be the best podcast in the world. It's, right. man, how, how can we encourage someone else that's maybe doing a podcast, that's maybe in ministry, right. that's maybe struggling? Like, how can we encourage someone else? I think this is great, man. I'm sorry. I'm taking it up, and you haven't even asked questions yet. My bad. I, <laughs> there's no possible way I could have set out to be 
the top podcaster because I have no idea. I had no idea how to do this. I had yeah. no idea I was going to do this. <laughs> um, so that just wasn't even remotely possible as a goal. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> because like it, it was like it was for me. It's let me do this to the best of my ability under God. And I'm going to let him do the rest yeah. because I believe that that's just the, and to your point to the other thing you said, you know, you start climbing up that ladder, right? Yeah. You better be careful who you step on because they'll tell you, they'll trip you on the way back down. You exactly. Know what I'm saying? Or they might push you down even further on the way back exactly. down. So it's not my thing, man. Yeah. We'll point and laugh. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, you know, so what is it in Proverbs? And instead of you, you know, you ignore wisdom. Yeah. No. We ain't. And uh, truth be told, you've tripped me a couple of times. That had nothing to do in with real getting life. ahead of you. That was just because I sometimes have violent tendencies. No, okay. That's <laughs> not, it's not a biblical. Actually, we, I guess that is a problem. <laughs> I guess I can't fist fight you right now. I won't do it. Um, there's a, there were recordings, so I'm just going to let you win this one. So I'll be like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'm not that violent in real life. He is. Maybe. This, this, is, this is going well. This is going well. I want to shout out, first of all, Hope City for even letting me use this space today i guess letting us yeah. use this space but it's your space so i guess thank you for letting me invade your <laughs> space um i do want the audience to get a chance to get to know you hear from you sure hear more hear more um about you and um you know we'll decide on that whole fried chicken bet after we get after we get done with this but i'm, I'm rocking with cleveland so Oof. so you kind of touched on it, but I want to hear more about your 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 upbringing. You know, so tell yeah. us a little bit more about your background, where you're from. Sure. You know, more about your family. We'd love to hear that. Uh, as I said before, man, grew up with military parents. Um, had a dad that was a warrant officer, retired as a warrant officer. My mom was in there as a secretary. Um, I got I got a one blood sister. Her name is Tanisha. Uh, I got a you know foster sister, a uh, young lady that we adopted, um, but just family all over. And you know how I am. Mm. If if I know you, if we're we're connected, <coughs> we're brothers and sisters. So at any point, um, grew up, or I would say I should say, born in Texas, Colleen, Texas. Um, grew up, some things happen, you know, with family and things of that nature. Mm. You know, things happen. And so uh, my mom and and I and my sister, we moved to Pennsylvania. And uh, we went to um, a, a church where actually my spiritual father is at, uh, Bishop McCoy. Shout out, if you hear this, in um, Nolan Way in, in Farrell, Pennsylvania. So that's actually where I grew up at. And um, thankful, very thankful, uh, but very, very, it was very strict upbringings mm-hmm. at the time. And I and, uh, learned a lot of the disciplines there. Um, after that, just kind of went into ministry uh, at a very young age believe I preached my first message at 11, um, baptized at 7, um, and I, I should probably just say that first, baptized at 7, preached my first message at about 11, and um, ever since then, God has just opened doors, and of course, things has happened in life, but He's always been faithful. So that's kind of like my story in a nutshell, uh, without going too deep, I guess. <laughs> you go as deep as you want. I have plenty of batteries. Okay, plenty. The, we got we got the memory is is cleared. See, we can, oh, we can go as long as you want. This you should have told me that. This is your this is your time. Man. I, I told you about my Oprah experience that I I met her. No, you can talk. No, about just it. Go I ahead. Did. Oh, go did. ahead. Just be careful what you say. Just be careful. I, I did. I did. I didn't really Oprah. try not to get kicked out of, <laughs> off the internet. Just be careful what you say about other people. We've already talked about violent things on here right. already. So, 
So you were always involved in the church. So that was always a part of your, your foundation. Always, always. I, I've always had a love for a church. It's funny, um, growing up, um, I, I never had drum lessons, mm. never. Uh, the way I learned how to play drums is that I, when I was three years old, uh, I used to leave pencil indentations in my mom's couch uh, because I would play with the CDs that she would play. Like growing up, uh, I was, you know, I don't know if you know any of these names, because I know you're, you're a youngin. But <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I can't remember the uh, last time somebody called me young. I appreciate man. that. <laughs> but uh, very old school. And so, you know, James Cleveland, Hezekiah Walker, John P. Key, some of those uh, names that were out there. But anyway, she used to put me in a closet. And once she bought the drum set, she put me in the closet. Not in a bad way, guys. Not in a bad way. So don't go start calling children to youth. Um, but too late anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she would allow me to play the drums in the closet and because uh, my sister would complain how loud it is. And so I would practice and I would play whole CDs. And I just grew up with just a natural love for God and a love for church, man. And that's, that's how it's been my whole life. So when did you realize that God had a full-time call on your life or just any kind of call in general since you've been around this your entire life? Man, I've, I've, I feel like I've known it my whole life. My mom, I remember my mom asking me, like, when I was younger, like, what I wanted to do. I remember people used to ask, they used to ask in daycare, and I would always say, I want to be a preacher. It was crazy. I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess it was a God given desire per se, um, divine destiny, whatever the case may be. But I just, I really felt that there was this call in my life to do ministry. I just had this, this desire, uh, to do ministry and it was all the time. And, and from then on, I just knew that whatever I was going to do in life, uh, was going to be within the church setting and, and, you know, being a part of the church. So here's a, here's a question for you. So I was baptized when I was 12 years old mm. also. Yeah. But by the time I turned 18 and got ready to go to college, I said, I'm, I'm, I walked away. Sure. You know, so did you feel the need to get baptized again later on in life or you didn't do that because you stuck with it? Because I always, this comes up a lot for me when it yeah. comes to baptism is that, well, you got baptized as a child. And I tell people I had the understanding of a child. And as a grown man, I made a conscious decision, if you want to say 18's a grown man, sure. To, sure. to walk away and chose a path and a lifestyle of sin at that point. So I always ask people, because we talk about just, uh, um, how do I want to put that, Con being consciously aware yeah. of sin, free will, choices, etc. Yeah. So did you get baptized again or did you say, no, because I, I stuck this path out? Um, no, I didn't get baptized again because I, like I said, I came from a very, uh, very, like I said, I, I love them. If they're watching, I love you guys. And I thank you guys so much for the upbringing. But I came from a very, very strict uh, Pentecostal background, okay. meaning um, I knew what sin was probably before I knew what grace was. Ooh. You know, <clears throat> not that it's necessarily a bad no, thing. No, I hear you. I hear but you. I feel like <clears throat> this world... Um, we've kind of lost the sense of that. We know what, what grace is, but now it's no longer sin. It's my choice. It's like, it's, you know, if I think that this is right, if I think that this is true, if I think that this is real, then it must be right. But if, it, if it's going against 
everything that God commanded us to do or was telling us to do in the Bible, then anything that's against or disobedient, right, is sin. Right, but we don't want to talk about that. We no, we we that do. Today. That's but, why this podcast called "Rooted in Christ." But <laughs> but I knew I knew about sin before I knew about grace. I didn't know about grace until later. So when I messed yeah. up, I felt horrible. I felt bad. And don't get me wrong, there was a period of time where um, I'm sorry, I, I got to remember to look at the camera too. But there was a period of time. I'm where, not looking at the camera. Ah, not at all. <laughs> Very rarely, not I'm not looking all. up there. But there was a period of time where <clears throat> I, I don't want to say I walked away, mm-hmm. but uh, I followed the lust of my flesh. Mm-hmm. And through that, you know, fell into sin. I hear you. And sin separates us from God. It doesn't take away the fact that I was baptized. It was just the fact that I made conscious decisions and I messed up but I asked God to forgive me. Right. And so that's where my stance is at with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I never felt the need to get baptized again because I, I had the understanding. I knew what I was doing. So um, I hope that it's makes perfect. sense to everybody that's listening. I, <laughs> as the whole, I wanted to pull that out of you. So I just knew what question to yeah. ask. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> so, so I want to ask you, so you actually... Just recently planted a church. Yeah, We're yeah. Gonna fast forward like twenty years in, Man. into your life. Yeah, you you went from like eight to yeah. uh, thirty two. Yeah, yeah. Really so, thirty one when we started. Yeah, it's we're we are living through the second year mark. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. For anyone who may be listening right now. Yeah. What was that process like to plant a church? And I'm, I jumped forward for a reason. So we're gonna, yeah. you're going to, hopefully this comes together. And if not, then I'll just backpedal. Oh, no, no problem. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's, it's funny. We didn't have the start off with 200, have the once a month party, launch party. And then we didn't have all that. We didn't have that. Um, I was very, when I say, uh, old school in our approach. Uh, I, I don't even want to say old school. I was very book of acts in, in the approach where we started out in our home. Mm-hmm. The only reason why that was the case is because of uh, COVID. Uh, but to jump to your question, because I'm sure we'll get into all that, um, it, it was not easy. <clears throat> it has not always been hard either. Mm-hmm. But I will say it is worth it. it is, there is nothing like walking in your purpose. There's nothing like walking in the will of God, what God has for you. There's nothing more like it. Even when other people don't see the vision, the fact that you're like moving in it and moving in the call of God on your life there's nothing, there's no better feeling. You just know everything, it just, it just clicks. It's just right. Even when it seems like things are going wrong, you know, man, there's something right about what I'm doing and what God has called me to do. You said something really good because you can't wait sometimes for people to see the vision that God gave you Mm-mm. because you may never do it because they may never see it. Right. He didn't give them the vision. He gave it to you. Right. Noah didn't wait for approval. Mm-hmm. The rain is going to speak for itself. Exactly. The fruit is going to speak for itself. Exactly. Right. So we, we can't, sometimes when God gives us a word, you see people being like, you, you wait for that confirmation from mankind, right? You yes. wait for that. Yes. Sometimes it's just like, I know God told me this. Sometimes that is literally just disobedience or sometimes it's fear. Sometimes it's nerves. Yeah. 
sometimes it's self doubt, whatever the the case might be. Mm-hmm. That it's like, man, God, did you really tell me that? Did you really? Did you really do that? You know. So I I I love this is my favorite conversation. You guys are watching <laughs> right now. You guys that are listening right now. This is something that God had just shared with me, and um, <clears throat> I pray that this helps you. Sorry for me clearing my voice, but I pray that this helps you. Um, <clears throat> When I think about Priest Eli and I think about Samuel, mm. Priest Eli is like most leaders in our lives. They're supposed to be there. Mm. Okay, we all may mess up. We all have flaws. We all have errors in our lives, whatever the case may be. But Priest Eli was in Samuel's life for a reason. His mom dedicated him to the temple. So we know his, his children was, was crazy. But at the end of the day, Priest Eli is the man of God that was called to be a leader in Samuel's life. But watch this. When God begins to call Samuel, Samuel does not respond for God. He teaches Samuel how to respond to God. What's happening most times is that leaders are, and don't get me wrong, I'm a leader myself. If God shares something with me, I'm going to share it with the person that is in the congregation in my life. So I'm not, and I want everybody to listen, I'm not speaking from the place of not being a pastor. I'm speaking from the place of being a pastor. And someone has come to me and said, I feel that God is telling me this, or I feel that God is calling me. Well, my responsibility is, one, does it line up with the word? That's good. Two, have I as a leader taught you how to respond to the voice of God. Priest Eli could have easily said, Samuel, I believe that God is telling me to tell you this. He could have easily responded and said, well, Samuel, wait until God speaks to me and then I'll speak to you. No, he doesn't interfere with that relationship. But he says, go back and if you hear that voice, say, here am I, Lord. That's the way us as leaders, people that are coming up, and don't get me wrong, once again, I am not knocking the leader or moving the leader, but what I am saying is, is that, yes, Priest Eli may have had crazy sons, but the one thing that he he did do right is he taught Samuel how to respond to God. And if there's one thing that I feel like the church is lacking, we have the leadership. Some of us, some people may have the finances, they may have the building, they may have the people, but are you teaching people how to respond to the voice of God? This is the reason why a lot of people move in fear and hesitation to what God is calling them to do, because they were never taught how to respond to the voice of God. And, and, and just segue to it, because I, like, I feel the presence of God, like, mm-hmm. I feel, even when we're like, talking right now, even to get to that point is the fact of, how do I respond to God? knowing the timing. God may share something with you. I knew that I was called the pastor. Even where I was serving at, God bless Pastor Bob's soul. Love you. Shout out to New Life Church. We served there as, yeah, yeah, yeah. We served there as youth pastors. And, and for, <clears throat> for three years, Pastor Bob, I shared, with, I shared with him my heart. And what he did was he told me, well, Richard, if that's what God is telling you, write it down. Pray on it. And that's, and that's what he continually told me. And it's so impactful because what is that teaching us? Write the vision. 
make it plain. If God is sharing something with you, pray on the timing of it. He was teaching me how to respond. And sometimes I probably didn't even recognize it. But he was teaching me how to respond to the voice of God, how to respond to those dreams, how to respond to those visions, how to respond to the things that God was sharing with me in my spirit, even when other people may not have seen it. But I don't want to take up all the time. I'm sorry, guys. Keep going. Keep going. That's No, keep going. That is just, you know, so my prayer for everyone that's listening, because I feel that there are some people listening to this podcast that says, I feel like I've had a call in my life. I feel like there was things that God wanted me to do. I feel like there's a book that I was supposed to write. And this is not cliche. I feel the presence of God. I feel like there are things that maybe there was something I was supposed to start, something I was supposed to do. Maybe there was, maybe there was a, somebody you were supposed to ask forgiveness or forgive them. You have to learn how to respond to the voice of God and be obedient when he is speaking to you. Be obedient when he is speaking to you. I got another story for you. Go ahead. This is your show. Uh, no, this is your show, man. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to stop. No, go ahead, man. But, What's the story? Uh, the story of the young prophet and the old prophet. The story of the young prophet and the old prophet. And uh, I, I believe it's found in Kings, if I'm not mistaken. I think first or second Kings. But at any rate, um, I'll get that scripture back to you guys. Write in the comments if you're looking for it. Um, God tells the young prophet, go to this town, don't stop anywhere to eat, don't, don't stop to do anything, go to this town, spread my word. He goes to the town, he bumps into the old prophet. The old prophet says, hey, why don't you stop? Why don't you stop at my house? The young prophet's like, ah, you know, I, I can't go, you know, I can't. The old prophet's like, are you really going to not stop? I'm the prophet, are you, are you not going to stop by my house? There's a moral to the story. The young prophet decides, okay, I'm going to go. Then what ends up happening is the young prophet loses his life Mm. because he was not obedient. It does not, it does not matter. Age doesn't matter when God talks to you. That, when God speaks to you, age, age doesn't matter. Experience doesn't matter. He always calls, he calls those people that, that feel like they're not qualified. Moses had a, a speech problem, didn't feel qualified. No, it didn't know how to build a boat. He didn't even know what it looked like. Never even heard. There was no need to build a boat. There was no rain. They didn't even know what that was. But God called him to build a boat. David had no experience in killing a giant, but God called him to fight Goliath. Joseph had no experience in being the governor of Egypt. But God called him. We have to understand that the call of God is not predicated or dictated by the world qualifications because he called a man like Peter who was a fisherman. And back in those times, fishermen were not that bright. But he called somebody like Peter to stand up in the book of Acts in chapter 2 after receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel in thousands came to Jesus Christ. I'm done. Sorry. You wonder why I called you Bishop when we started? All right, I'm just wondering. All right, I'm just curious. Okay. This is why I tell people and talk to you about this a lot. When you give your life to Christ, please understand that you're entering into a kingdom, not a church. That's it. Please understand that you're entering into a relationship with God, not people. That's it. 
Not to say those things aren't going to happen. Yeah. I'm talking about foundation. And not to say they're not important. Right. We're talking about foundation and priority. Exactly. Because if you start by saying, I was accepted into God's kingdom as a son or daughter, when someone says something, when someone offends you, when someone upsets you, when someone says something you don't like, when the trials and tribulations come, you're not walking away. Yeah. Because you recognize the fact that you were tied into a kingdom, not a building, exactly. not an XYZ amount of walls, exactly. not tied to a human being who is going to fail you. Exactly. You're accepted and entered into a kingdom. Exactly. The foundation has to be there about where this all starts. And to your point, this is why when anyone calls me, texts me, and, I'm, and I know you do the same thing because yeah. we've done this to each other. Yeah. We point them back to the cross. We point them back exactly. to the kingdom. We point them back to God. We point them back to scripture, whatever the case may be, yeah. because we can't have them looking at us as no. if we have it all together, as if we have all the answers. Because we know, I'm going to actually, I'm going to speak for myself. What I know is, because, <laughs> you know, you're, I'm not going to speak for you on this one, because. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What are you going to say, Eric? I know that be, the wisdom I have came from a lot of stupid things that I did. Mm, mm-hmm. My testimony, a lot of it has came from places of pain and making bad decisions and choices. Yes. I don't want you to look at me because I may fail you again. Yes. In Jesus' name, we pray that I don't. Yes. What I'm saying is the foundation is in God. Yes. It's in the, it's in the kingdom. And I think that's the piece of I wasn't accepted into. Yes, the church did accept me. Yes, my friends have accepted me. This is phenomenal. But if that acceptance goes away, do you walk away from the kingdom? Exactly. Where is my foundation? It exactly. needs to be in the kingdom. Exactly. So I think that that's very important because, um, oh, by the way, y'all, that scripture, I know you just typed it in. There it right. goes. I can't get my phone. We're using it to record. My scripture, <laughs> that scripture of the old prophet, the new prophet is found in First Kings chapter uh, chapter thirteen, verse eleven through twenty five. Uh, so read that. Um, I remember my mama. I love my mama. Shout out, mama. I know you're gonna be watching this, uh, but she was the one that introduced that story to me, and she kept telling me one day I, I could hear you talking about that story or preaching on that story. It's so funny. This is the day that that story comes to my mind. So God's word is being fulfilled as we speak. There so. we go. But uh, the wisdom of a mother. Right. Oh, I love my mama. Uh, But as I was saying, man, it's just that I I think people, when people join church, they join a love relationship with church and not a love relationship with God. That's exactly, yes. Yes. Because when the church hurts them, they walk away from God and they walk away from church. The truth of the matter is, and nobody wants to hear this. The pat they don't even you know maybe this is like uh, pastor suicide as they would say. Get mad at Hope City and leave Hope City, but don't leave God. There's a there's probably a church around the corner, two streets down, that's for you because there there is power in the local church that that the local church is important. But if you have no relationship with God, that local church is just a social ground for you. Which means they're not leaving Hope City. There's a chance they're running from themselves. Exactly. And that's that's another piece, too. Yeah. Of being rooted in the kingdom. You have to be. You have to be rooted in the kingdom first. 
You have to be rooted in the word first, because and it's it's not taken away from everything else. No, it's the if the foundation is there, the whole thing's gonna crumble. Right, the whole thing is gonna crumble. Right, but and that's the thing, if you're making moves like that, and God is not leading you, you're just mad, you're just hurt, you're just well, maybe you got to check yourself. So the book is called a mirror. It's been it's been referred to as a mirror. Right. So I'm looking at a reflection every time I open it. Exactly. But the finger starts pointed here. <laughs> yeah, but the, but the reality is is it's 2022 or in September. Uh shameless plug I'm getting ready to go to Disney. Nice. You need to preach many... while you out of town? What's that? You need somebody to preach while you out of town? Holla. I'm holla at us. <laughs> uh I, I'm gonna call you though. Uh, I am. That's still on the schedule. You could just ask me right now. You don't have. We, we just, I mean, we're sitting. You don't have to call. We're sitting right here. <laughs> I'll text you while I'm sitting next. Yeah, to you. My, hopefully it didn't mess up the video. I'm trying. No, I turned. I turned <laughs> off the. My phone is in airplane mode right now, so all those notifications stop oh, coming through. I'm trying to record this. <laughs> yeah, but I. I think that, like I said before, uh, and I, and I won't harp on this too much longer. I. I think it's really developing a love relationship with Jesus Christ. That's that's where my relationship is. And though people may fail you, leaders may fail you, friends may fail you, Jesus will never fail you. And if you develop that love relationship with Jesus Christ, watch this. You'll stay put where God has you planted because you'll learn to forgive just like he forgave. Forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Maybe they stepped in your foot and didn't know it. Something you're told, didn't know it, but forgive them for they know not what they do. And so if I have this love relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm trying my best to live like Jesus, as New Life would say, live like Jesus and share his love. Shameless plug. I was going to throw the thumbs up again because, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm biased. I'm biased. So, um, and unapologetically so. Unapologetically so. <laughs> um, I had a pastor recently tell me, um, I'm not, I don't want to mention him because I didn't, sure, you know, sure. um, but he, re- he told me recently, he said, you've been a part of new life this entire time. And I just looked at him and I said, just simple. I'm like, God didn't tell me to leave. That's it. I don't have clearance to leave. Stay still. Because <laughs> I've taken jobs, for example, that God didn't tell me to take. Man. And I suffered. <laughs> Can you imagine going to the wrong church? No, I don't. <laughs> yes. And no, at the same time, because I can imagine it. And I'm just going to assume it's going to be worse whatever's going on in my head right now. You know, the crazy part is how many people have a conversation like that, though. They'll think twice before they leave their job rather than leaving church. Do you know <laughs> how many I mean, how many times has somebody said something or upset you or whatever the case may be? I could have left 200 times over by now. Yeah. And I'm only hurting myself. That's it. I'm only damaging my relationship with God by taking that approach. That's it. Versus just, I've got, I I take this, if somebody upsets me or whatever the case might be, or if I upset them, even if I didn't upset them, I just apologize. Mm -hmm. And it's not an apology to excuse sin. What I'm saying is, bless the peacekeepers. That's it. So how do we... Keep the peace and keep the flesh out of it. And if we need to have a conversation, let's just have it in an appropriate way. Sometimes you got to wait 24 hours to have that conversation. Sometimes you might have to wait a week. (laughs) Please do it so you don't say words that you shouldn't be saying. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know how we segue way off this far. I'm sorry. Actually, I was going to ask you what the local church meant to you. I have no reason to ask that question now because this, this is, yeah, we're good. We're good to go. Yeah. We're good to go. So I don't know if you, if you had a chance to listen to the episode that I did with, with Indy, I started a new yeah. segment with her. Mm-hmm. It's called Behind the Curtain. Yeah. So I want to go behind the curtain with you, pastor Yikes. and church planner. So Woo! obviously you were the, the youth pastor good. at New Life. Yeah. Yep. But you had this this inkling, this this you you knew it in your knower. Okay. Mm-hmm. Knew it's, it in my knower. I like right, that. That's right. Sometimes I tell people you know it in your knower what to do. Can I like hashtag that? Yeah, you can. You knew can. it in my knower. I, it's too late for me to like <laughs> copy like already it. used. I hope not, because I'm gonna try to copyright it before right, this goes let live. Let me Google this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to trademark that before Do this goes. In my knower, you can have it. You can have it because no. we're I'll throw that to the. There's probably people listening. Love like crazy. You. There you go. <laughs> hope City. There we go. <laughs> we are so bored right now. Yeah. I could, yeah, nobody's having fun on this episode. I, right I mean, now. if you're listening to this podcast. I, I just go to the video, watch it, because you'll understand why there was breaks there. Because I was throwing a sign up that says "Welcome to Hope City Church" sign. He was throwing up church signs. Church okay, signs. I want to be appropriate with signs. He was talking about throwing up. We've referenced a lot of rappers on this. No podcast. church wars. Yeah, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to confuse nobody. So you were at another church, yes. and then God gave you a vision, yes, and a mission to plant a church. Yes. Let's go through. Let's go through that. What What did that feel like because sometimes there's frustration in those kind of situations sure and i tell people sometimes frustration can be motivation that something just has to change yeah and it doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing mm-hmm. it could just be it's time to grow yeah right yeah. talk me through like okay there's a, i need to make a transition and this transition is about to blow up my life yeah um it, it was it, there was a. Uh, uh, a lot of emotions, a gang of emotions. I think the reason why I'm I'm stuttering because I'm thinking to myself, even thinking back, like looking back now, there was moments of frustration. Um, there was moments of anxiety of like, what am I doing? Because the reality is you're leaving a, a place that is stable. I think, uh, you know, I had already uh, left my spiritual father's church uh, in, in Pharaoh, uh, New Living Way. And then, you know, I had camp, I had come over, over to New Life and where I met my, you know, I got my beautiful wife and my family. Shout out to Layla and all my, my three children, Moses, Olivia, Leah. I couldn't believe we went this far without me shouting out my beautiful, lovely Puerto Rican beauty queen wife. Love you. Thank you so much. You're amazing. Um, but, Leaving the stability of a church that had been there, my uncle's church had been around now, I believe, in 30, 35 years, something like that. Uh, Pastor Bob, New Life Church, they had been around or are around, have been around, what, 15? Probably even, I think it's a little bit longer than that. A little bit longer than that. So you're leaving that to say, hey, I'm going to go and start something. Like, not start something. I don't want you guys to think like this was like, Oh, I'm going to go, you know, I don't know, start a business in my basement or something. Like, this wasn't like, you know, I'm building bikes or something. No, like, essentially, when you're starting a church, you're building a hospital. Mm -hmm. Like, 
and you got to be able to be the doctor. You got to be able to, like, you got to be able to, and when I say that, meaning, like, I got to be ready to preach. I got to be ready to minister. I got to be ready to, you know, to lay hands, to pray. Like, I, so it was just a lot of, like, anxiety. There was a lot of nervousness because it was so funny leading up to it. And I probably drove Pastor Bob crazy and, and friends and family leading up to it. I'm like, man, I got to go. I know God has called me. I know God has called me. I know God is calling me. And literally the day that it happened when when Pastor Bob just kind of prayed over us and, and we, we left New Life, I was like, I just felt kind of like, man, we, we really out here. Like this, like this is it. They're like, you know, in my mind, it's like, man, I, and I know there's always like going back. I, I know things of that nature, but in my mind, I'm like, man, there's no going back. Like we out here. <laughs> and, and the crazy part is, should, it, should we get to this point or should Keep we going, wait? Man, this is, I, man, I don't want you to I will, uh, lead, I will, lead me. Okay. I will pivot. Lead how, me. I will pivot. However I need to pivot. Go ahead and tell the story. Okay. Go ahead. We started in the middle of COVID. Uh, February 2022 or 2020, February 2020, COVID had just jumped off. Right. I, I mean, we had been planning. I had already stepped down as youth pastor. So I had the whole month of December, half of November to really start working and, and planting. And uh, yeah, COVID happened. No big deal. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Except it was the biggest deal of all. Except time. it was the biggest deal of. <laughs> except it was the biggest deal of all time. And then now it's like, okay, well, the idea is like, live stream was not that big back then. I mean, don't get me wrong, people were live stream, but like nobody was caring about the quality. It was like, you know, if anything, you just come in person. Like it was tradition. Go to church on Sunday. You know, uh, whether you've gone so far that you weren't going anymore, and you go maybe Mother's Day, Father's Day. You know, Christmas, whatever the case may be. Easter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the special stuff. Yeah. Or, or the special things. Uh, or, you know, you were that person that was coming every Sunday. But now it's like, okay, everything's shut down. I can't find anything. And I got to continue with this deadline. Because, like, when God gives you something, Indy, when God gives you something and gives you the timing of it, see, on the Indy side, it was like, put the, you know, do the concert before Right. You know, COVID right. happens. Me start the church after COVID happens. And it's like, all right, God, who's going to come to this? Who's going to watch this? I don't even have a good camera. It was crazy, man. In my living room. Had to lock the dog up downstairs in the basement. Had people taking off their shoes because we had just bought a, a house in North Olmstead. And that the city was crazy. That whole story was crazy, but I know we're like running out of time. But no, we we have like it, hours. Do we? It's okay, I we don't have know, hours. But I don't know if anybody's gonna watch this long. No, they will or listen this long. The the feedback that I get is they wish this podcast was longer. All right, four hours, four more hours. That's fine. I'm hungry. That's there's food around. You this owe place. me a steak dinner. I got you. All right, I got you. But My uh, credit cards in the car. But uh, long story short, came in living room. Uh, it was myself. My wife, uh, my little Leah, she was in her little walker thing, my kids, and uh, Jay, Amy, and Asia. And we said we was going to have church. And that's what we did. We, we played YouTube videos. We played two to three YouTube videos. Then I would come up with my still movable stand that I use to this day. 
and uh, we were recording videos with a my a Mevo camera that was like sketchy. It, it was it was because uh, we weren't close enough to our um, what our router or whatever the case may be. We had to be a little bit closer because we were out of the range that they told us that we had to be in. But since we weren't there, um, and I had to do it in a certain place because of where my living room was at. I, I didn't get a clean picture, so everything was just fuzzy. Uh, at any rate, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, nobody's going to watch this. And if you look back, like, I think we had maybe it was 80, 80 views, something like that, to where people were commenting, people were liking, and I'm like, why are they liking this? There's other big-name churches that we won't mention. There's other big-name churches that has, like, the these clear videos. Like, why are you watching me? Actually, I was, like, embarrassed. Like, I didn't want to post the video. Um, but people watched, and it just continued to grow, and, and God blessed. That's pretty good for behind the curtain. That's pretty good. That's Is pretty it? good. That's pretty oh, good. Man. I thought so, anyway. Side note, your children you. love me, and I, I love them. It. Yes, they do. They do. I think they took a picture. One of them took a picture. They both did. Did they? They both did. They posed and everything. It was man. great. It was great. Man. <laughs> oh, I got to teach goodness. him better. It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. I've already influenced him. Um, I think that those are the things that get in our heads, right? Like, this person has a better camera than me. Until you get on, on Instagram or YouTube and you realize that most of the people on there are just filming stuff from their cell phones. That's it. And it's... And these phones, the power have, of the camera, have cameras in it now. <laughs> that's just as good, like for what people are using it for. Yeah, you know, and it's just like I get it, man. Because sometimes, like even, even sharing redwood stuff, sometimes it's hard for me. Yeah, it's hard because it's just like I tripped over my words here. This person speaks more articulate than I do, or it's just mm -hmm. like, man, this this quality, I I don't know. Or it's like, oh man, this clip, if you listen to it, takes us a burst out of context. So now I got to yeah, change yeah, what I yeah. now I got to change the description. Or was it's the like, context clear enough? Did it? Well, that's where I get hung up a lot. That's that actually <laughs> slows me down a lot. Is is this scripturally correct? What I get ready, and then I sit there and I just dissect it for hours, and I'm just like, I know my media team's just like. Dude, this is fine. Just what is this guy doing? man, just hurry up! I'm like, oh, I'm trying to make sure this is biblically accurate. I'm texting like, like eleven people. <laughs> you know, um, but that's what we get. That's that. Even in the the earnestness of that, yeah. can just cause fear and anxiety. It's just like, no, let's just continue to step out to do what God told us to do. Because the obedience of you, which was one, how large is your congregation right now? Man, we're, I mean, like about sixty to seventy people a Sunday now. Uh, and that's even with COVID still affecting and and things of that nature. And um, it's funny because, like, you know, some people would, like, raise their eyebrows at that number. Or some people would, you know, celebrate that number. Whereas, like, and not that there's anything that, that's, that's wrong with you asking that question, but it, we have a model here mm -hmm. that we say, we say two. We say love like crazy, endure for the one. And in my mind, when we get that number, that 65 or that 70, I see the heart in it because we, we drive this home. If you ask any person that comes to Hope City that that has been there, that's a regular member, if you ask them, hey, what's your guys' model? They would tell you. It's on shirts. It's on everything. Mm -hmm. Love like crazy, do it for the one. 
And I think to myself, man, for those people, which I believe that God's going to bless us, but for those, you know, you don't have to feel here like you're just another number. But it's like, man, we loved like crazy 70 times. We did it for the one 70 times. And so when I see the people, I don't see them as a pawn or I don't see them as a, you know, I see them as like, man, we did the best we could 70 times and probably even more than that. We don't know who we're reaching. We don't know who we're touching. We don't know who's watching online that watches faithfully. But I think about those things and and just to see how God is blessed, man, it, it blows my mind. That's behind the curtain. That's dope. Because how about I knew about the love like crazy piece. I did not know about your do it for the one. Yeah. Because the comment that I was going to make was it's about that one individual because we don't know. The reason that I was asking the question of how large is your congregation, because to me those numbers don't matter. Yeah, sure. But sure. it is to just give the testimony of Man. what started with one, the <sighs> yes of one. Goodness. Look at what that one has done and look at what that one has impacted. Yes. Because those 60, those 60 to 70 people, yeah. they're impacting someone else. Exactly. So it's the yes of the one was what I really wanted to, yeah. to bring out there, you know, versus the... How large is is the is is the actual is the congregation? Because it's it's the obedient your yes. Look at what it's leading to, Eric. Let's be truthful. Yes, go ahead. You are judging me, not for that. No, no, <laughs> no that's not why I'm judging you. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Not judging. I'm, no, judging I'm judging you for what's going to take place at 8 p.m. tomorrow night. That's why I'm judging you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I no I I uh, I appreciate you because uh, you were one of the ones that that I I had. You know, we're not as close as far as talking on the phone as much as we used to be just because of different things and the busyness. Right. But I mean, you got we still kids. never, <laughs> right. But we still never lost that connection. And you were one of the ones that would just share with me that like, man, if God has placed this on you, it doesn't matter. Like just remember what the mission is to stay right. focused. Like, and it was crazy because, you know, I'm like, you know, and, and I would say we had gotten close. What I was at, I was at new life for five years. I was at New Life for five years. I think something like that. And uh, we had got close, funny enough, towards the end when I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to leave. And and I remember the, you just kept sharing those things with me. And I remember we used to have conversations, and I'm so thankful for that. So, uh, you know, even in that question, man, I, I don't feel like that at all. I knew exactly where you're going because I didn't even know your... I know your mentality, even with the outreach. And the truth be told, a lot of the the outreach and the, and the ideas and the things that you did when I was there and we would have the, the youth be a part of it. A lot of those concepts I kept with me because like, I'm like, man, here's a guy that's truly not interested in how many people were wearing a, you know, a new life shirt. It was, man, who are we connecting with? Who are we? And every time that I've talked to you, it was about like, man, how are we going to, how are we going to reach this world? How are we going to, how are we going to reach this world? And it's like that's that is, I feel like where we all need to be at, especially when it comes to ministry, because the Bible says in Matthew chapter twenty-eight, the Great Commission: Go, go. And a lot of times when I'm teaching on the Great Commission, I tell people, think about it as you go. Yeah. Because you're already going to the gym, you're already going to the grocery store, you're already going to work, you already have places to go. Yeah. You are the church. So just just remember that as you're going. Remember that. So as you're going, 
think about that person in line who might be taking too long at the register. Yeah. Think about paying for their groceries. Mm-hmm. Think about an opportunity just to show them the love of Christ because they, you might be the only Bible they see that day. Yeah. I'll tell you something else, just because a lot of personal things have been going on this week. You might be the last Bible that they see. That's it. And that random act of kindness. Because it can change like that. Life can change like that. At yeah. a Thanos snap, it's over. It's, you know? That's it. And you don't know. So why not? As I'm going, yeah. just remember the fact that as I'm going, mm-hmm. there's going to be people that, that are around me that I'm going to possibly see every single day. Yeah. No, and I appreciate you saying that, man. I'm actually I'm trying to tear up right now. Um. I try, I try not to cry on my own podcast. Yeah. I don't want to mess up the host. So this um, man is crying tears of joy. Yeah, they're tears of joy. They're tears of joy. Um, <laughs> because this this is my this is my my philosophy when it comes to to the to church in general. The Bible is clear that Jesus is coming back for his bride. Yeah. Singular. Yes. It's not plural. Yes. So it doesn't say he's coming back for New Life, Hope City, this church. That it's one. One. So we're one. Yes. So if I'm witnessing to somebody or I'm talking to somebody, it doesn't even matter. They may already know Jesus and may not need me to, and God may not even need me to lead them to Christ. They may already had a relationship. I'm like, where do you stay at? It's like, I live in North Olmstead. I'm going to give you some churches that you can, you can attend, word-based churches you can attend. Yeah. Because everybody's not going to be able to attend my church for one reason or another. Yeah. Where are you at? And this goes back to where are you at in the kingdom. Exactly. This goes back to the kingdom That's mindset. It. it goes back to the kingdom foundation, not That's a it. landlocked foundation. Yeah. You know, it's having a um, holistic is the only word that's coming to mind right now. And it's probably yeah. going to kill me when I go back through editing. I mean, but it's looking at the picture as, as a whole. Looking at the bigger picture. That somebody in Akron may not drive to Cleveland, but I can tell them about Remedy. Yeah. But, you and, know, and you that, see what and, I mean? And that's why I was... And that's why I made the mention of what I said earlier Mm -hmm. as far as... And I appreciate that, by the way. As far as, man, if someone gets upset here, I pray you find another Bible-believing church because we are not... We are not the bride. Mm -hmm. We are a part of the bride. We are the local church, but the universal church is the bride. Thank you. The word was universal. Thank you. <laughs> it wasn't holistic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the bride. So, um, you know, that's that's where I stand with it. That's why I said, you know, I it was one of the things in my heart. As much as I love people, as much as I love the people that God has allowed us to minister to and to pour into and to continue to work with, I've always prayed, God, even as much as it hurts, please don't please don't let me hold it in my heart if somebody says, oh, I'm leaving. I got to go. Because here's the thing. There's nothing worse than someone, a frustrated person, being in the church, feeling like God is telling them to go, feeling like God is speaking to them. And I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know if somebody's watching this or listening to this, and this is pertaining to I hope to like 20,000 people are listening to this. Because cause cause we, you know... But but it's it's the body of Christ. The body. As long as you're going somewhere else to get the word of God, what does it matter? The reward is the same. We just want to hear God say, well done. And the body is universal. So I don't want to keep you if God is telling you to go. Thank you. You're not unsaved. And how crazy is it <laughs> that you nailed it? Because we still talk. Yes. I, I've said this. I don't. 
I don't understand the the church silo concept, yeah. and I don't want to understand it. Yeah, and I'm not trying to. Mm-hmm. You know, if our churches are up the street from one another, down the street from one another, you have the book bags, I have the school supplies. Why can't we just combine Let's resources? Let's just link up. Doesn't there's got to be there's got to be a way that we can do this better together than doing everything separately and apart. Yeah, and that's exactly what a lot of redwood is. I want to help tear down some of those those silos. I feel so. like you've been doing a great job doing that. I appreciate it. I yeah. appreciate it because this start this started in 2020. But oh, I wow. did it. But I did it behind closed. I did it behind closed doors because God was pretty clear to me the people to involve in this vision. I just I kept it close to my chest. I kept it really close to the chest. It's awesome. Man. So as far as church planning goes, yeah, you, it's important to get off on the good, the right foot. To get off on the good foot, right? I love church planning. I love yeah. talking about it. There you go. All right. See, this is what the next hour is going to do. I got hours. I got hours. <laughs> I'm going to keep letting you know we don't got to rush this. Um, how important is it to have a solid foundation starting out? It is very important. If you do not have a foundation, you're going to quit. You're, you will quit within a month or two because everybody thinks that they're going to go launch and have 2,000 people. Everybody, everybody thinks that they're going to go and launch and 500 people are just going to break down the door. Reality is everybody's not called to have 2,000 people. Operate in the capacity that God has for you. That's fire. I think that's the lesson we need to learn because here's the thing. God may have called you to pastor, but what if your capacity is two, three hundred, four hundred? Not that you not that you can't continue to grow, whatever the case may be, but if God knows best, you're spreading the gospel, you're spreading the good news. If that's your capacity, maximize that. Make sure every one of those people are disciples, true disciples, not church members. Right. Disciples. Like sharing the true love of Jesus Christ. I, I like, I think that is the, the number one killer for a pastor, is that, uh, especially a church planner, is that we look at a number, we look at numbers as our, as our, uh, placement of how effective we are man we're effective if we got 1.5 million followers we're 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 doing damage if we had you know 800 people the reality is we're bragging about how many people are packing out our churches but how many of them have a true love relationship with jesus christ how many of them are really being discipled I think that's the question because some people come because it's popular. And you know what happens when something becomes unpopular? Just like everything else, just like those, uh, those all-white felines I used to wear. Right. It gets put on a shelf. Was that yesterday? Ah, oh, man. You, I'm just wondering. trying to call me out No, like I'm just that? asking a question. You're trying to call me out My like job that. is to interrogate. I mean, ask questions. I'll fight you right now. I'm not going to fight back because the camera's rolling. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Right. Four hours for popularity, we won't last. You know what it becomes unpopular? When you gotta put the chairs away. That's it. When you gotta when you gotta go clean the bathrooms. That's it. When you gotta get up early. Bro, when you after gotta stand up late. Right. Right. When you when you when you gotta clean after everybody then right. everybody left, your family there. Right. I was um 
trying to figure. I'm going to be vague because I'm going to sure, be I'm going to sure. be vague sure. intentionally right sure. now. I was actually on a on a trip, and it was a mission trip, and I was we were we were doing some work, and I was asking the question, how many people in this church are following Jesus? And I was getting to your point about discipleship and genuine converts for Christ, mm-hmm. and the answers. And this is this is where the evangelist in me, like my, my antenna just kept going yeah, up. Because yeah, yeah. I re I reworded the same question multiple times. Yeah. And I said, How many of these people are really following Jesus? And the answer is like, well, we baptize this many, but we have this many people attending. And it was just always a number. Yeah. And I said, because I was trying to figure out what I was walking into. Yeah. And I like, thanks. I now know what I'm walking into. Right. Because right. how many people you got you baptized had nothing to do with my question of how many of these people are following Jesus. Exactly. And you want to know something the reality is is that, you know, pastors probably listening to right now or whoever's listening, it's probably like, man, that's just an excuse for a guy that has whatever amount of people, da 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 da. That's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. It's the reality of if you really sit back and take inventory. Right. I, I would be elated to hear God say, well done. Right. You love the people that came. You spoke with the people that came. You you talked with the people that came. You ministered. What good is it to have? And, and I'm not knocking anybody that has the, the, like, that's amazing to me. Right. But, like, maybe my capacity is not thousands. Right. Maybe it's hundreds because God knows that I'm the type of person I want to know every single person that walks through the door. Right. Like, I, I want to shake your hand afterwards. I'm not... You know, I, I want to stop and I want to ask you about your kids and, you know, how's your how's your marriage doing? How's right. your wife doing? How's your husband doing? I Like, I, that's, I I want to do that. Right. You know, so I'm not the type of person that I'm on stage and as soon as I get off stage, I'm in the car. No. Preach and then I'm at the back door because I want to meet you. I want to shake hands because that, I, I feel that part of being a part of the local church is doing life with people. Exactly. I said this during my my last sermon that you know if you're not ready to get your hands dirty you're not ready to pass to oh, preach. Oh yeah, hang it up. Because if I'm telling you to get muddy, I'm going to get in the mud with you. Yeah. Shepherds are supposed to smell like sheep. They're That's not the su- point. They're not supposed to be in this high and mighty position. The only reason I actually even like preaching on the stage is because then everyone in the back can see can see and hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a visual and acoustic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't actually like being up there. It's more of a, okay, everybody can see, everybody can hear. I'm nervous every time. Me too. I'm usually shaking every time. Every time. But the, the Because when you're on the stage too, you can actually see what everyone's doing. <laughs> it's a disadvantage. Yeah, you it's get up there and they're looking at you like, what is this guy about to say? You can see who's text messaging. <laughs> you can see who's checking the score of the game. You can see the person in the corner asleep. Yeah. Like, like you can just like it amazes me how many people have the platform and they didn't ask for the platform. They were called by God to that platform. Yeah. And that's to remember that he placed us there. Yes. Because all you gotta do is look at the Bible, all the different people that that he used. So I just remember he called me, I'm gonna do the best that I that I can. So Yes, sir. If you guys are hearing music in the background, we are on location at Hope City. They have a special service coming up here in about thirteen minutes. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. So I might speak. We might have to do a part two of this, man. We are I don't probably going to have to do a part two. I don't two know. Of this, bro. I don't want to cut you short in 13 <laughs> minutes. I want to see what I can do. Um, why hope, where did the name Hope City come from? Man, um, it was crazy. I, I felt like God just began to speak to my heart about 
bringing hope to the people, bringing hope to the people, bringing hope to the people, bringing hope to the people. And it was crazy because I always felt like we were going to be in the city. Mm. We were going to be in a city. You know, shout out to all of our city preachers that are, you know, on Detroit Road or on Lorraine Road or, you know, that's that's in the city. Uh, but I felt like God had called us to the city. So I just felt that that name. I, it was almost like I knew it. It was like when people ask, it's like, whole city. This is, this is what God gave me. I was like, never, never deviated, never... It was just in my my stomach, my gut. There we go. <laughs> what are some of the values of Hope City? Man, love like crazy. There we go. Do it for the one. Our our three pillars that we stand on: word, worship, family. That's good. We have to understand that there's no point in having the church doors open if there's no families. If there's if the word is not being preached, if there if true worship is not being towards the person that's on the stage, but it's towards the person that gave us life. And so that's the reason why we do word worship family. That's good. I had somebody not come to a class recently. They said, well, I have kids. And I said, since when did we stop kids from coming? I said, bring them, bring them, bring them, let them, the whole family, bring everybody, bring, bring anybody who's not your family. (laughs) That third cousin, six times removed, bring them too. Yes. Because the kids, they will get, when, as soon as the presence of God gets there and as soon as the spirit is, they will get used to that feeling. They're That's not going to be a distraction. That's it. Bring everybody. That's it. That's what I said. We're, we're, we, we are definitely, um, and I'm not, trust me, those that are listening, those that are watching, I'm, I'm not like advertising Hope City. But what I am saying is, is that at the very core of us, we, even when it was four of us, it has always been, I didn't keep my my daughter upstairs in her room. I didn't let my kids go play. No, we have in church in the living room. Yes. Come downstairs. We have in church. <laughs> so I, I believe it's for the whole family. I'll say this too, that, you know, I hear this a lot that the gospel is one generation away from being extinct. Why would I not want the kids to come? Yeah. Why would, if, why would I want the presence of God for my life and your life and not your kids? Yeah. <laughs> Bring everybody. So what kind of ministries do you have at Hope City right now? Oh, man, we, uh, we just launched our Spanish ministry. There we go. AE. We, lost our, uh, we just launched our, not lost our, sorry, guys. We just launched our young adults ministry as well. And we have our uh, children's ministry and our men and women. So we have men and women, children, young adult, Spanish. Once again, whole family. Nice. Nice. Yeah. If you need any help with outreach, let me know. I'm already Holla. I'm already bothering that guy. Holla. I'm already bothering him. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jay and Amy over our outreach, by the way. Love y'all. Jay, loving the Steelers is a sin, just so you know. Ah, that shirt looks gold there. It, it's the C for the Cavs. <laughs> it's the Cavs. I think you're right, though. I think it is. I think it, is. it actually is black and gold. I think you're right. I think this might be a bronze. It's a I sign. Know. I don't know. It matches. Never mind. I was about to talk about my shoes. We don't need. We don't got time for that. So, um. While I have you here, because for those people who are listening, who are like, you know what, I am called to pastor. I, I am called to, to preach. How do you prepare for a Sunday morning? Like, how do you pre- write your sermons? What goes into to that? Like, how do you do that? Because for me, I'm usually like, I have a hard time articulating that because usually I'm having a panic attack. Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> it's uh, everybody has different ways. And, I, and I'm sure I'm going to get critiqued or judged on this by other pastors, but uh you know, don't do this unless God has called you to do this. Um, but I am an early Sunday morning prepper. Mm. I God gives me kind of like a message or something like that, probably like Monday, Tuesday. 
something would just it would just start flowing. Uh, something would be in my mind. Uh, something that I heard, and it's like, oh, I know God wants me to speak on that. Um, but I can't actually sit down and write it yet. It's like it, it comes to me in pieces, and I'll take notes on my phone. But Sunday morning, somewhere around six, six thirty, I can't I can't sleep any longer because I'm getting kind of like a little nervous, and 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 then and then God begins to just pour the rest of the message, and I'm start and I type it out. So you know, like I said, I God works with me a little bit different than others. And uh, there was someone that told me, uh, a good friend of mine, Bishop Pitts, uh, out in Toledo. Um, he told me Cornerstone Church. He told me um, if God uses you that way, don't change it up. If if that's the way He's been using you, don't change it up. Some some people they can prepare a whole month. Some people can prepare a whole week. But if God let God use you the way He uses you, I'm I'm like the so if I have to teach, for example, yeah, I can literally just have some some notes, like just a couple bullet points, and I'm good to go. Yeah. If I have to preach, I have pages and pages <laughs> of notes. There is no way I could do that. I would call Bob and be like, yeah, I have pneumonia. I'm going to need somebody else to get up there today. I, no, if, if, that's, if that's how God designed you, because honestly, man, no joke, you are literally one of my favorite people to hear. That's the one man, thing. stop it. That is one thing I do He is hate. not telling the church. It's, He's not telling the truth. It's in my notes right here. It must be true. The I have first it time he heard me preach... <laughs> He was like, here we go. Here man, we go. there was a lot of screaming going on. <laughs> what I said was, you're very excited. Don't get too Southern Baptist on him in here. You might scare Southern Baptist. <laughs> I love this man. That's what, that's actually what I said. Because word, word for word verbatim. When you when you preached that day and you said something about God bringing the rain, the passion that you bring when you preach, I literally thought it was going to start raining in that building. Man, like that was. Your, I would encourage what 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 he told you because you have to be yourself. You can't be anybody else. You can't be anybody else because whatever is in you, like the people who are following you, God has them following you for a reason. Yeah, there's something in you that they need. Yeah, and if you're not going to be you, they're not going to get what they need. From Man, that. can we hop on that for a moment? Well, yeah, we can. I think this the is recorded. Biggest, the biggest thing. I think we. I don't know if we got to go, man. I'm, how loud do you think they're gonna really get I think in there? I think it's about to go down. Really? They about they got special guests, preachers, and everything. I want to say this though, and we're gonna pick up on this. Okay. I think this is gonna be a lot of people die in the waters of comparison. Most people are trying to be the next instead of being the original. And I know this is nothing new, but it is something worth noting worth paying attention to worth recognizing because we have not been taught enough how to love the way God has made us. We see the people that are lifted, the people that are on the circuit. I mean, we're preachers. We would love to be, I want somebody to call me. Listen, if you're interested in having me come preach at your church, I am open for booking. I'm open. I will come. And I, and I promise I won't scare anyone. Uh, and I'll go preach at Hope City because apparently they won't have a preacher that day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a Sunday, but I, but I will come. If, if what, but but I'm saying that to say this is that um, there are a lot of people rejecting themselves because they're looking at the people that are being accepted, and they don't realize that some of the people that are being accepted are also compromising. And I'm not interested in compromising, but the truth—that's the truth. Some of the people that are accepted 
are sometimes compromising even the integrity of the Bible. Let's just keep it real then. Authenticity has no competition. It doesn't. There's no way to compete with the original. If, I'm, if you're going to be original, I'm going to be original. Authenticity has no competition. But this goes back to what we talked about. Exactly. The foundations in the kingdom. If you know whose you are, yes. then you can love and accept who you are and who he made you to be. This just hit me. Go ahead. This just hit me. Talk to him. So today I was making copies. Um, I, you know, I, I work a, a side job as a, a branch manager of a bank uh, for a little while until y'all start calling me. No, it's playing. Uh, Call him soon, please. <laughs> call me now. No, it's playing. Uh, but I'm saying that to say this. That was a shameless play. I, ho- I hope nobody judged me for that. I was just playing, y'all. We having fun today. But uh, what I am I was saying, dead serious today. I will gladly come preach here. I'm no, not playing. But I, I'm dead serious. I want them to call me. I'll come <laughs> preach. Matter of fact, me and Eric are coming. We'll do a revival, Eric and I. Yeah, but if you call me for revival, I'm about to talk about repentance. We dare. You call an evangelist to talk about revival. I'm going to talk about repentance. That usually gets left out of revival sometimes. They might throw me out, so you're going to have to stay. We're talking about dead folks coming to life. Yeah, well, there we go. But uh, what I was going to say is that um, I was making copies. It was an important documentation. It was actually documentation. I was kind of like missing um, because my signature pad went down, whatever the case may be. So I had to have the wet ink. But... Uh, I made the copy, um, but the copy got filed in my drawer. Mm. The original got sent down to where it was supposed to go. What am I saying? The copy is null and void because at the end of the day, what I did was I went back to that copy and I put it in the trash because the original was already sent down. A lot of us are trying to be the next person and we're just being a copy and the world doesn't need another copy because what does copies get do? What, it, what, it, what happens to them? They get tr- thrown in the trash. They get filed away. Why? Because it's not the original. You have to be the original that God has called us to be. So what? You're not a hooper. So what? You're a teacher. So what? You may be a treacher. That's what my uncle used to say. You preach and you teach at the same time. But be the way that God has called you to be because too many people are trying to be the next person and you're getting stored away because you're not operating in your originality. Just to piggyback on what you said, because I'm going to I want to give you plenty of time for the last segment for let him know, because we're going to have to do this again. We got, we got we're going to have to because got, it sounds like it's about to go. It, there's about to be a Holy Spirit revival there, in here. Somebody like. is praying right now. Yeah. And, and I'm not even preaching tonight. Yeah. This is about to be crazy in here. They, so we go with it. I'm going to give you time for let him know. Um. I have never felt, because I was in bondage because of choices that I made. I have never felt freer in my life, more free, free, I don't know, whatever. Then when I say, I'm just going to be Eric Stevens, and it's going to be take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm not for everybody. And that's fine. My style may not be for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's fine too. But I'm just going to be as authentic as I can for who God created me to be. And I've never felt more set free than when that clicked yeah. in my head. Yeah. So before this church service jumps off, I might not leave. I might go in there and join them. Listen. This is Spanish service, right? Listen. I mean, this, this is Spanish service. Yeah, this is going down. I would, I, it'll, it'll click. <laughs> it's the same spirit. <laughs> it's all right. It's the same spirit. It'll, it'll click. Um, you feel it when they get jumping. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last segment of the show. Yeah. This is my this is my favorite segment of the show. I'm kind of sad now, man. It's so it gives me a reason to come back and do this again. Please, y'all, write in the comments if if you if you want us to do this again, because I I want to come back. I like this. 
Well, now we got to get him back twice. Once to interview me, <laughs> and then two to do. I'm totally interviewed. I then, can't wait. And then two to do your the part two of your interview because I yeah. had so many pastoring questions to ask you right now. Um, is, that a, is that a thing? Pastoring questions? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, anyway, we... last segment. Yes. Let them know. This is the segment of the show where if you have something to share, something to say, something God put on your heart, an, a, a shameless plug for a church you may be pastoring right now, um, whatever the case might be, this is your time. The floor is yours. Sir, let them know what's going on. I heard something on the radio the other day, Moody Broadcast. They said if you had five seconds on an elevator with someone and you had an opportunity to minister— what would you tell them? Would you tell them about your church? Would you tell them about Jesus? Would you tell them about their sins? Would you tell them about what they're going to be in the future? And I began to think about it. And the first thing that I felt like God laid on my heart is that he loves them. That's exactly what popped in my head when you said that. That's dope. If you're listening to this right now, wherever you are, um, I, I know we've joked around a lot, but if you're listening to this right now, if you're watching if you're listening to this podcast, Jesus loves you more than you know. Uh, he doesn't hate you. He's not, uh, he's not sitting back waiting to put you in a devil's hell. Matter of fact, he allowed you to listen to this podcast to get to this moment to say, man, what have I been doing? This is your moment to have a, a, a come to Jesus moment. Uh, it, this is your moment to have a prodigal son moment where the Bible says he came to his senses, meaning he came, he came to his right mind. He came to the place where he realized, I don't have to live like this. And if there's one thing that I can tell you today, you don't have to live like this. You don't have to stay like this. You don't have to be depressed another day. You don't have to be down another day. You don't have to be sad another day because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And how do you get that joy? By giving your life to Christ. Things will not always be easy, but as I said earlier, it would be worth it. And the main thing that we want to hear God say on that great day, man, is well done. Jesus loves you. That was, that was incredible. And I don't believe you did that in that amount of time. That was great. That was great. Man, I, <laughs> that was great. Thank you so much for doing this. We will have you back on. Man, thank you. Man. I am excited to do this. I'm Hope City. Thank you. Hold on here. Let me. I'll hold it because I think I got a. There we go. If we both do it, there we go. That means we're together in the body of Christ. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Thank you for for doing this. I want to shout out and thank Hope City for letting me use this space tonight. Um, Ricky, thank you so much. I appreciate all the wisdom and just energy that, that you shared. I thank you for the encouragement you share with the audience. We will have you back on. Everybody, thank you for listening to the Rooted in Christ podcast. No matter where you are listening, please like, follow, share, subscribe. It all helps us just get the message out because this is about spreading the love of Jesus. This is about spreading the, the message of, of Christ. So if you could do that for us, that'd be great. And check out Hope City. It's a beautiful church, great congregation, great people. And they're definitely doing this for the Lord. So, brother, I just want to thank you one more time. I appreciate hey, it. Appreciate it. Hey, and if I can leave you all one thing, two things. Remember to love like crazy and always do it for the one. I love you all. Thank you again, Eric. Amen. Amen. Have a good day, y'all. Thank you. Peace. Peace.